Welcome to the Radically Aligned Show. I'm your host, Dieter Suriani. This is the show that covers topics of spirituality, love, relationships, impact, and everything in between. Welcome to the show where there is no filter and nothing is left off the table. And every episode is guaranteed to take you on a journey deep within yourself. Welcome to the Radically Aligned Show, and let's get this one started. All right. I am so excited today. I have Mike Zeller with us. He is a business architect and does so many amazing things in the space of supporting businesses to grow, helping you really unlock your unique genius. And he's supported many different businesses to boom. He's a coach. He does an LP. He does everything. He's called Magic Mike. Like if you don't know who he is, well, you probably do. Because as soon as I was on Clubhouse, actually, it was almost like Mike, it was almost like your photo glowed. And I was like, I'm supposed to know that guy. And that's kind of how my intuition pulls me towards people. And then I think I clicked on your profile or messaged you or something. And here we are having the conversation Uh, on the show. Well, you trusted your intuition wisely. (laughs) I think it was destined. So you're a joy and a gem of a human being. So I'm excited to dive in today. Yeah. So thanks for being here. So the first place I want to start is you've had so much success in, you know, you founded, you know, over 12 companies and you've helped businesses grow and expand. What has been your biggest, hmm, there's probably so many pieces here, but what has been your biggest learning on this journey of being an entrepreneur and supporting a lot of different businesses? Because so many of our um, listeners are entrepreneurs or wanting to step into that space. Question. There's so, like you said, there's so many lessons, but man, the first one that comes to mind is uh, your identity precedes your destiny. Right. And if you if you think about a lottery winner, why do seventy over seventy percent of lottery winners end up broke three years later? Because their identity never matched what their reality was, and vice versa. A multimillionaire goes broke. Two to five years later, if they have the right, if they were self-made, they're usually back where they were. Right. And then some. And what took them 15 years, the first round takes them two or three the next round. And um, because your identity, you, so doing that deep identity work, it, it really hit me one time when I had a client that was like, she was actually a frustrated client. Um, and she was one of five deeply frustrated clients I've ever had in my life. And <laughs> frustrated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Like where, where she wanted like, she was like pissed at me. I don't have many clients that are pissed. I mean, most of them are very happy, but she came to me and I was like, all right, I gave her all the tools. I gave her all the tactics. I gave her all the strategies. She wasn't really executing them. Mm-hmm. And I realized it was because her identity hadn't shifted and she hadn't done the identity work. And then she was blaming it on me of why her income's not going up. And I realized that I also, as a coach and mentor, like that was an aha moment of like, hey, she's saying um, this and that. And it was because I hadn't helped her shift her identity. And even though I told her she needed to work on her money mindset and her money relationship, she hadn't really worked on it. And, um, and so it was like an invisible ceiling that she mm. couldn't see. So now I hammer on that till people get it. Yeah. And it's not fun to have clients that are like, you're not helping me. You're like, I'm actually giving you the pathway. What I find with people as far as um, not getting resolved, I always find it comes down 
uh, you know, from my experience with like unhealed trauma, which is very much connected to your yeah. identity, the stories that we tell ourselves. And so when we start to pick apart our identity, um, maybe with this client that you're referring to, or, you know, just in general, can you give us more of a framework on how us, as we are hitting these glass ceilings in our business or in our life with our income, with our relationships, whatever it is, how do we identify what identity we're in and how do we begin to shift it? Beautiful question. Well, I think, I think you have to look at like back to the trauma side is what are the feelings as you want to move up? For example, is it, it, does it feel unsafe? Like if lots of times trauma and stories of limitation, they want to hold us exactly where we're at because we know that space and it feels safe. And so we have three zones, the comfort zone, the discomfort zone, and the zone of paralysis. And uh, the magic is in the discomfort zone, but the, the comfort zone is like the, the, the crabs in the bucket where one crab's about to escape and the rest of the crabs just grab and keep pulling down that crab. <laughs> yeah. and, and it's our subconscious mind that's an invisible gorilla. It's our gorilla brain, really. And, and what I've found is, is two things. You either have to shatter and bust through that upper limit. Uh, you know, we were talking about the upper limit formula. I'll pull up a graphic if you're watching on YouTube. But, you know, it, our lives are like a roller coaster because the universe is like a roller roller coaster. We're like in waves, right? Mm -hmm. And the universe functions in waves, sound waves, light waves, so ups and downs. Even electricity, Tesla said, hey, it's alternating current. Edison says, no, it's direct current. Well, guess who won the battle? Tesla, alternating current. But how do you actually bust through this identity and create a new idea, you got to hit that idea shift with enough intensity, enough focus, enough persistence, um, and a shit, radical shift in perspective. When you're shifting in perspective, now you're at a new wave pattern. And so I've just seen that happen over and over. When we get a new perspective, that's when it aha clicks. And we're like, whoa, something, ah, I see how I can break through. So, um, that's my first thought. I, I went on a long ramble, but hopefully that helps. <laughs> I love it. Well, upper limiting is so important because it's like being on a train track and you've always been going in the same uh, direction. You're going, you're going, you're going. And then there's an opportunity for you, for you to expand and boom, you get knocked back down. You get knocked back. And usually we do it to ourselves because we're like, mm -hmm. this is super scary. I don't know what that is. I find this really common. What I'm noticing um, in in entrepreneurship, but also in the dating space, right? It's mm -hmm. like whoa, whoa, and what you show up like shows out for you. It's like whoa, this is not. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. feel safe, right? And so, same with money, right? Um, you can have two people who have the same amount of opportunities, and yet one person's really making it, and one person isn't. So, mm -hmm. when we talk more about like upper limiting, I'd love for you to share because one of the things I really love about you, Mike, is you're super transparent and you just flow with where you're at. And um, one of the things I've noticed about watching you is you just share what's going on. So, what has been something recently that's happened in your life when it comes to upper limiting, and what did you internally tell yourself, or what was the shift or the perspective? the change within you that allowed you to bust through that. Mm. So I'll share a little victory maybe. All right. So on Sunday, uh, we're driving from Vail, Colorado to uh, actually Columbia, Missouri, which is like an 800 mile trek with an infant in the back seat. <laughs> an infant. And, 
not, not an easy drip. And she's also in one of those leaps where they're like doing a big growth spurt and they're extra fussy. Well, I get pulled over as we're leaving Colorado by a state trooper going 94 in a 75. So that's my first ticket. <laughs> About four hours later, I get pulled over again um, and don't get off with a warning again. Um, and so I got two tickets uh, totaling, you know, whatever. I think that one was at 1 a.m. The other one was at maybe 6.30 p.m. And you know what? I just rolled with it. I was like, hey, these are I hadn't had a ticket in like four years. These are my what I call them my speeding dues. I'm right. like, all right. Um, so, you know, if I rewind five, 10 years before and in more of a middle class mindset, I might say I might cuss and I might get all pissed. I might like let that, you know, I just got three hundred dollars in fines or however many hours in traffic school, whatever. I don't know. And but I was like, you know what? I've saved. I've saved probably a hundred hours by driving faster than the average person. And my wife is okay with that. She drives fast too. And you know what? I drive safe, but I drive fast. And uh, and and I was like, I'm not going to get trapped in scarcity around that. And so um, I just felt abundant. I was like, you know what? I'm I'm fine. I, just, I mostly have saved, and if I value my time at a thousand bucks an hour. That means I've a hundred thousand dollars. I've saved a hundred thousand dollars worth of time, and paid three hundred bucks. I'm okay with that. Wow, that's a that's a good investment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so that's how I looked at it. Is is you know what? It's okay. Mm-hmm. So that that was a sign that I made it through. And then when I also am writing this book, I know you're writing a couple books, and what you know, getting this first book out, it was like, man, I would just. I've procrastinated. I've done certain things just to get into the final finish line. Like I just showed you the Amazon listing a second ago. I didn't, I've procrastinated. Like the final touches, I like subconsciously want to ignore. It means it's a new identity, like approving the back cover, approving the quotes, but you know, all the tea stuff. I don't even want to touch it. Right. But it feels really good. Like when you finally shift to that new identity, because I know I'm going to be in a different plateau then or a different right. pathway. Yeah. And that's a really cool new location to be in. Cause, cause it's just looking back and, and noticing, Oh, remember when that was really challenging. Remember when I didn't feel comfortable doing that. And that's my new comfort zone. And I want to go back and I'm super excited to talk more about your book and like unlocking your genius and really finding that, because I think it's one of the most important things that we can do is to really live on purpose and live in our genius and give ourselves permission to do it without doing the things that aren't aligned, but going back to more of the identity piece first when you're talking about the three stages can you just mention the three again yeah the stages there's really four stages for the Mm -hmm. zone of genius okay and uh and i'll pull up the little graphic here that the first stage is you know your unique talents and i have people go through five different personality tests and bonus they can do the enneagram but the the five are disprofile myers-briggs or 16 personalities strings finder Colby index and my favorite, the wealth dynamics test. So you do all of those. Yeah, all of them. Oh, okay. And here's why. Because I remember taking the Myers Briggs and when I was 21. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. Showed a lot of dimensions about who I am. Then I took, I think the next one I took was Strengths Finder. Then I eventually took Disc Profile. Then I eventually took 
Colby. They all showed me different dimensions of who I was. And my metaphor is like, all right, it's a blind man. Blind man is touching this animal. He's not sure what it is. And he grabs the hoof and it's, it's big, wrinkly, dry skin. Then he touches the tail and it's kind of a thin little tail and then swats back and forth a little bit of hair at the end and he touches another like its belly and it's like big and thick and dry now you don't know what it is could be a rhino could be a you know any number of animals um and then he touches finally touches the trunk and it feels like an elephant it is an elephant but now you also still don't know what type of elephant it is could be an african elephant could be an indian elephant could be there's a third type i don't remember what it is um but like there's it, so it could be any number of these things and you don't know if it's male or female or healthy or unhealthy so the tests all show you different dimensions and people make a mistake uh, the other thing is we have clues scattered about our lives about who on earth we are, but none, very few people have them organized and distilled and aligned and synthesized. So they know, oh, this is for me or no, that's not for me. Mm. And the beauty is like, hey, I can walk into any meeting, any business partnership. Like I just signed a new business partner today. I can walk into that relationship and put myself in exactly the right position to succeed. Okay, where I'm going to kick butt, they're going to be happy with me. Or I could maybe play out a position in a zone of excellence where I'm going to be frustrated. I'm going to there. I'm not going to bring the highest and best value. I'm not going to get compensated as highly as I would. And they might end up being a little, little less happy. I won't get as magnificent of results. And uh, but it's because you know Socrates said to know thyself is the beginning of all wisdom. And I know myself. I know my talents, which is the first quadrant. Second, my key relationships. Uh, where do I have this hotbed? Like, I love connecting with people like you, right? Like, this is joy for me. It's, it's late at night. I'm, I'm okay with that. This is fun. We appreciate you. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, you know, there's people in your life that bring you yeah. life and there's people that mm-hmm. bring you death. Yeah. There's a sparkle, you know, or there's just, oh, that's a dead zone. Yeah. Then the third area, you're defining life moments. So if you look, we all have those defining life moments where, ah, there was a clue or I felt really alive or there was an endless curiosity where that I just felt my pulse quicken. And then the fourth area is your values and passions. And when you get all four of those areas, unique talents, life experiences, key relationships and values and passions aligned, boom, you're in your zone of genius and you can just absolutely kick butt and have fun doing it. And you're aligned with your purpose and your vision and direction. And also a line where you're going to get compensated really, really well. So I love that. I'm super excited to order your book. I'm going to wait until I can order the physical copy because I'm going to get you to sign it when I see you. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> um, when I'm hearing, so one of the things I just want to pick out of what you said was um, the relationships are huge. And you were talking about the stages of identity earlier and like crabs pulling you down and all of that. Mm. So environment to me, what I've noticed is environment is so huge because if I'm in the wrong environment, I can yeah. feel like potentially well, I don't belong here. This isn't right. Or I can't be myself or whatever the thing is. At least that's stories of the past version of me. Mm-hmm. So absolutely environment, uh, relationships is so big. Um, what do you find, like, if we were to take, you know, that framework and just kind of put it aside for a moment, we'll come back to it. 
But what, what do you find is the biggest challenge that people face when wanting to be fulfilled in life? What is the main thing that keeps coming up as their symptom and they're talking to you about? Yeah, good question. So I, I really started creating this process um, about six years ago, just because a lot of my entrepreneur clients, they were in seasons of transition or they were doing this role just to pay the bills, but they really wanted to do something else. Mm-hmm. And I think there's, uh, a, what holds people back is they don't have a clear pathway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have a clear pathway, then what happens your mind, very few people are the high, like the truest of true entrepreneurs, like the, the actual stats and percentage of entrepreneurs in the world is about 4%. And it's stayed that way since the 1970s, at least wow. in, in North America, it fluctuates minimally. Um, now, uh, so we, we think very few people really are born to be entrepreneurs in their in the risk profile. Now, people can be intrapreneurs where they're kind of entrepreneurial within a company that are 1099, that tip deal. Um, but I think uh, I, I think a pathway is a piece that holds mm-hmm. a lot of people back. Like I'm working with a former CEO of a government organization. She had 80,000 employees underneath her. Well, Within three and a half months, she's on her own for the first time in her career. She's 56 years old. Wow. So been an executive for a couple decades in Mm -hmm. a mostly male-dominated world. And I'm mentoring her on building this new path and stepping in her zone of genius and leveraging her brand so that she can feel confident with that path. Um, And then secondly, it's like owning and knowing your worth. And being willing to charge it and knowing how to get compensated for it. Like that, that comes down to one of my pillars, which is how to create an irresistible offer. You create an irresistible offer around your zone of genius that you can just deliver and kick butt on. Now, now you have a real chance to make a dent in the universe for your, your niche and your, your platform. So path, knowing your worth, making an offer Mm -hmm. that works. Mm-hmm. Love that. I love that. And, and going back to your framework of, you know, relationships, passion, unique talents, um, those defining life moments. So for you, what was the defining life moment that you've had in the past? Let's say, you know, a lot has changed in the world in the last couple of years. So what is something that's, that has happened within yourself within the last couple of years that is a part of this book? Tell us about the story, because I know everything is personal, right? Yeah. You know, I had a season where I lost about a million dollars personally. And during that season, um, like I was really good at driving progress. I'm really terrific. One of the best at getting something off the ground, driving progress upwards Mm -hmm. and to the right. But as it grows and matures, I suck. I absolutely suck at managing the finishing of projects. Uh, I create chaos wherever I go, like, because I create something out of nothing, which means there's chaos. Right. But once there's something there, I ideally need the right operational partners to systematize, to operate. Um, uh, and, and I suddenly was operating like four or five businesses at a time. And, and I'm just juggling, you know, potatoes that are on fire. And, and I couldn't hold it all together and, and business by business kind of either I had to sell crumbled, whatever partnership disintegrate. I had one, one cash cow business that disintegrated 
And that created a ripple effect um, in 2018, the year I got married. And that was a brutal, brutal year. I lost half a million dollars that year alone. And um, so, you know, um, I learned the painful way of playing out a position. And now on this next season of growth, I'm about to enter another rapid season of growth. I'm like not starting significant ventures that require significant capital without the right operating partners. Mm-hmm. And that's going to help me do much, much better this round. So I'm very, very excited. I love that you say seasons. Yeah. Because your lang- well, language is so powerful. And even the way that you say it, you're like, yeah, so I, uh, you know, I got a cut on my my shoulder once and uh, and then and then, and then healed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whereas it's so easy as humans to hold on to these things that have happened and to recycle the same thing over and over again and project it into the future. So I know that you're, uh, you also do NLP mm-hmm. and I know that you have something to share around that. I'm sure as well. So with, um, with NLP and the work that you do within entrepreneurs and also this framework of really, you know, um, tapping into your genius, um, how is this, how does this all come together? Hmm. Yeah, the the framework with the genius and then NLP. NLP is just a well, tool. Well, within your tool. own self, like within your own life, oh, how does that transform yeah. something for you? Just yeah. just your language is so powerful. The way mm-hmm. you say things that I'm like I'm picking up something here. Yeah, great. Uh, love, love the precision of the language. Our words are our commands. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I'm going to show you something. Here's the power of our language. So I'm holding up. My first ever positive affirmations board. You can't, maybe you can kind of read it, but it's backwards. Maybe I, I handle high level stress and large challenges with creativity and resourcefulness. I love that. Yeah. I and am then, an extraordinary loving and caring person. Love yeah. it. Yeah. And then go down to number seven. I mentor and lead some of the brightest and best people in the world. Right. So I, when I first wrote this, I was 31 years old. I had, um, uh, also number four, I'm here to liberate millions of people to be who God calls them to be, et cetera, et cetera, travel the world, experience the beauty and richness of various cultures. Well, when I first wrote that, I was not married. I had not traveled extensively for a long time. I was uh, three years into real estate. I had not been on a vacation in a long time. Um, I had also not mentored really anybody except recreationally. And here I am writing that I mentor and lead (laughs) some of the brightest and best people in the world. And I'm just investing in real estate and selling real estate. Great. Well, fast forward four or five years later, I'd started a bunch of businesses. By that point, I was traveling the world. I went to an average of six to nine countries a year. I was now mentoring people at $1,000 a phone call that were building, you know, seven or eight figure companies. And now, and now I literally, I literally signed up this week, a client, I can't, I don't want to say his name, but one of my consulting clients, he's I'm optimizing his sales process. So one of his business partners is Elon Musk. Amazing. So he's that high level, like a phenomenal, multiple time New York Times bestselling author, brilliant, absolutely brilliant individual. And so I get to optimize their whole sales process and you know and then other guys that i get to mentor and connect with so it's like proclaim it It should feel weird the first time you proclaim it and you Mm -hmm. want to proclaim it in the power power like if we want to talk about weak ass language is like i want to or i hope to that's not 
uh, or uh-uh. I try. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're like, just rip your spine out and throw it on the ground. <laughs> or if you're male, neuter yourself. See how that feels. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. I mean, I wasn't expecting anything, but I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what we're actually doing, though. Right. Like, uh, like I'll say, and sometimes in a, even a mastermind call, yeah. I'll say, guys, all right, let's all say, I try as powerfully <laughs> as we can. I try. Yeah. Versus I am. And we'll say, I am. Like Muhammad mm-hmm. Ali, 1964, says, I am the greatest before he ever wins the World Heavyweight Championship of the World. I actually wrote a poem about it. Mm-hmm. And he got laughter and jeers on it when he was Cassius Clay, was his old name. Then he flipped to a more powerful alter ego, which is part of what I do with an NLP too. Of like, um, you know, you introduced me as Magic Mike. Yeah, Magic I was Mike just gonna say, up. how did Magic Mike come about? Like, let's. Here's a story here. Yeah, when well, that season of loss, you know, I'm a Type Three on the Enneagram, high achiever. I want to kick butt. I'm a male. I'm want to be a provider, and here I am, newly married. Things are falling apart. I've got fires burning all around me, waking up with my arms crossed around me. Um, and then, and, and I felt shame. I felt embarrassment. You know, I'm still like kicking off remnants of that. And um, uh, so I created a more powerful alter ego. Magic Mike shows up. Actually, I had a client name me that in 2019, said I was creating magic in her life. And so I show up and create magic in people's lives and expand their world. And uh, uh, you're going to see a lot more Magic Mike uh, here in the future. But that's that's <laughs> that's he leads with a whole different energy than the Mike Mike Zeller that uh, went through the suffering and shame of 2018. I love that. And just stepping into that and claiming that. And we have that in common. Um a lot of my friends call me magic. They just call me magic. There's no magic D, just magic. I so like that's why we're connected. Um, one of the things that I've noticed that I really, um, I know when I notice it with myself, I have to catch myself and take a moment to close my eyes to feel and then to respond. And it comes up a lot with my clients too, is I don't know. Like, I don't know when, whenever anyone says, I don't know, I'm like, well, you do know, what if you did know, or what would that look like? Or what would that feel like? And I think it's so easy for us when something's challenging, when we're being asked to go within ourselves to a point where maybe we don't want to look, it's uncomfortable. It's unfamiliar. We may not want to get real with ourselves. We can say, I don't know, but we always know. And we're always seeing what the next best step is for us to step into. So we're always in the inner knowing of just tuning in. So that's something that comes up a lot, but yeah, the try, or I might mm-hmm. no take out the spine, throw it on the, throw it on the, on the concrete ground and, you know, proceed with life. Um, <laughs> I love it. So let's talk a little bit. So you have a couple amazing things that are happening right now. You have the release of your book, Genius Within. Um, you have that framework. So tell us a little bit about the story of the book and why everyone needs to pick up this book. Yeah, it, it's really working with hundreds of entrepreneurs, helping them and high achievers, not just entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. but uh, athletes, entertainers. Um, and, and it's it's powerful because people accomplish extraordinary things you can trace back and look they put themselves in extraordinarily right positions over and over and over again and it, sports is a great metaphor 
Um, you look at Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or, uh, you know, LeBron James and the Lakers or Michael Jordan and the Bulls. They had the right players in the right position or, you know, Jim Collins says it's, you know, get first, get the right people on the right on the bus. And then you figure out where the right seats are. Um, so we got to know our right seat. If you know your right seat, that's where you can get paid disproportionately more than an average average human being and also be really fulfilled, you know, uh, really fulfilled at line and, and work less, but have more, more joy in your work where your work becomes play. So I, I think, it, I, I think it's available for us all. I believe to my core is available for us all, but most people don't do the work. We, mm-hmm. we go through life and we're unconscious or kind of vaguely familiar with, and the clues are all around us. And, and so I think I've created the greatest process in the world. I'll, I'll unabashedly say. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I will unabashedly say because I've yet to see anyone create a more complete process for finding your deepest lane of genius. And you, when you go, when you read the book or you go through the process or whatever, um, I've seen it with my one-on-one clients. I see it with my mastermind members. When they go through the full process, what would have taken them i have one guy he's worth eight figures he was just stuck kind of hazing his way through his new venture and didn't have a clue Mm -hmm. um really how he was going to do it and was was feeling lost and he was working with another someone else and then we start working together within a month and a half actually more like a month everything shifted Radical clarity, because when we got clarity, guess what? We got confidence. It's five C's. Clarity precedes confidence. And a greater confidence, we act with more conviction, which leads to more courage, which leads to a higher level of commitment. It all starts with clarity. That's the first domino to fall. So the clues are around us, but we have to organize them, pull them together. And that's why the book is called Think and Grow Rich, not Hustle and Grow Rich, not Grind and Grow Rich, not Wake Up at 5 a.m. and Grow Rich, not meditate and grow rich all those things help but it's the thinking and the alignment so i mean you're brilliant at helping people get energetically aligned so that's a piece of it right like we got to be attuned to who we are and be honest with ourselves can't be great at everything Mm -hmm. and and that's the thing when we're trying to be everything to everyone we lose ourselves and and i love the honesty piece because when you can get radically honest with where you're at and be like, this isn't working anymore, whatever that is in your life. Like I'm not fulfilled. Mm -hmm. I'm not making the kind of impact that I want. I'm not making the kind of abundance that I want. That is where change can happen. So the radical honesty, the courage to look at what's not working, to make the difficult decisions sometimes that are uncomfortable in the moment and then show up and take action. And so this book I'm going to get, I'm super excited. And I want to learn more about the process because I I haven't heard of anyone talking about all of these different personality tests and also this system. And I know that everything that Mike does is magic because (laughs) everywhere I go, everyone knows you. Like there's always like, Oh, Mike's alert. This like a ton of people that I know are connected with you the day I met you. And I was like, Oh, weird. Who's this Mike guy? Like we're supposed to be friends. And I'm like, Oh, just really good energy. Like I have something to learn from him or we're supposed to be friends or create something. And, and so I have a, so connection is one of your biggest, you know, you know, Mm. superpowers. Is that right? 
Yeah. Yeah. I love connecting people. I love being connected. It's, it's, um, and just being thoughtful and generous, you know, the same when we're generous, we, we create generosity back to us too, which is, and it's just a better way of living. Absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent. I just feel like you, you know, everyone and you're constantly just, you're just magic. You're everywhere. So what are your, if you were to give um, our listeners a piece of advice, they said thoughtfulness, generosity, what is another great thing to do that people can start to embody and practice to create more authentic connections in their life? Leading with generosity and genuine interest. So Mm -hmm. uh, I'll give you an example. One of my business partners is a woman named Natasha Graziano or Grano was uh, before she just got married. She's awesome. I love her energy. She's an absolute joy and just an incredible human being. Well, we first got got connected because I was on a Zoom with Michael Graziano, who's now her husband. He's like, oh, you you should meet my friend Natasha. And I had her on a mind map. I had her on a mind map as a speaker at this event that I was yeah. architecting and designing my my head. And I showed it to him and he's like, oh, I know Natasha. And he's like, zoomed her in, got her on the Zoom. We talked. And I was like, oh, cool. She's really great. And then I, we connected outside of that. And then I helped her actually mind map her second book. Like we just did it over a couple sessions. It's usually something I just do for my my clients. And, um, and so we mind mapped it. And then I was like, you know what, maybe something will come out of this. She's a big Instagram influencer, you know, got millions of followers. And, um, and then I can't remember what happened next. Oh, I ideated on uh, the abundant you challenge, this big, you know, uh, money mindset uh, event that we do every two or three months. And now we've had 2000 people go through the program, pay and sign up for it. We'll have probably another 5,000, 6,000 before the end of the year when we do the New Year's Eve event. And it led, it just started with generosity and builds trust. Now I'm becoming her business partner on everything and doing my genius, which is, you know, helping architect and design out and optimize the business. She's amazing on stage, amazing presence, but she doesn't want to touch the back end stuff. She's not good at it. It's not her deal. I, if I'm on stage all the time, like she is, I'm exhausted and I'm worn out. Like I'm not naturally a star persona. She's naturally a star persona. As yeah, she is. And she's great at it. And it's a joy. And, and there's nothing but love and support between us. Amazing. I love that. That's so beautiful. And so going into the uh, 33 days abundant self challenge or program, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Because so many people experience abundance blocks and, and we want to hear more about it. Yeah. So in that process where I lost a million dollars, I was like, all right, you know, Sarah Blakely, do you know what Sarah Blakely's, uh, quite, have I, have you heard me talk about Sarah Blakely? No. About I her greatest question when she was a kid? No. So when she was a kid, you know what her dad used to ask her at dinner every night? What? What did you fail at today? What did you, oh, what did you fail at? Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Right. And so what okay. it. And then I read in my early 20s, John Maxwell's book, Failing Forward. I was reading about a book a week after I uh, went to the seminar and learned how important it was to you know, master subjects. But I read that book. I'm like, all right, so I'm going to just from this point on, I'm going to embrace failures as learning lessons. So when I went through all that, I was like, freaking hey, I'm getting a lot of learning <laughs> lessons right now. And, and they painfully suck, but that's yeah. okay. But they're setting me up. You know, Napoleon Hill said behind every setback is the seed of an equal or greater opportunity. What's the seed? 
take a walnut. Walnut's a seed. Hard outer shell. Doesn't naturally become a walnut tree. More often than not, it becomes nothing. Squirrel food that's buried or something like that. But if you crack that shell and you feed it and water and get it sunlight, fertilizer, et cetera, give it the right environment to flourish, that seed becomes something much greater. Well, so I was like, all right, I'm going through the season of hell. I'm paying, and I had to pay back all these debts and all these things that went wrong. And I was like, all right, I'm, I read about 93 money mindset books and counting. I'm actually reading, read some of them five or six times and I'm rewiring my mindset. And I was like, all right, now I started creating and pulling out some of the best processes that helped me create that new wavelength that's above my old identity and help me move past, you know, scarcity Mike to magic Mike. And, um, and so that's why I created 33 day abundance journal that helps you re rewrite some of the best exercises I've found some ones that I've created others that are kind of historic, you know, been around for centuries or whatever. And, uh, I love it. It's been beautiful to see people go through it and experience life change. Love that. I'll have to pick that up. So I'll add the links and everything below in the show notes so that people can reach out to you so they can grab your journal, grab your book. As we wrap up today's conversation, Mike, is there anything else that you want to leave our listeners with a quote or anything else that you feel called to teach or share on? The world desperately needs your greatness. Your playing small doesn't serve the world. So shine, shine with all your bright light. Is there someone whose path will you'll cross? that will be tempted to play small unless you shine in the fullness of your greatness. I love that. Thank you so much for being here. As you were Uh, saying that I got goosebumps. Um, Thank you so much, Mike, for being here and sharing um, your greatness with us. And also this framework around really finding the genius within. And it's just been so awesome to have you. So thank you again. Lots of love. Uh, thank you. Pleasure. Uh, you're an absolute radiant gem and it's, uh, been a pleasure connecting as always. Thanks for listening to the Radically Aligned Show. We love our community and we love that you're here spending time with us and we want to hear from you. What has been your biggest insight, win or aha or moment during this episode? We'd love to have you join the community. So come on over to Facebook. We have a Facebook community for the Radically Aligned community and we'd love to hear what you're up to, what your stories are, what's resonating and what you want more of. And if you haven't already, go ahead and click subscribe so you don't miss any of the upcoming episodes that drop every Thursday. And if you love the show, you love the content, please go ahead and leave a review. It would mean so much to us. Have an amazing day. Sending you lots of love. Mwah.